0: This month in the Hustle Humbley community, we're talking all about working with family, not just as a real estate business partner or team, but also representing family in their own transactions. Want to hear other community members share their stories and advice? There's still time to join us in the group and participate in the May live. Head over to hustlehumbleypodcast.com
1: slash membership to sign up. See you there.
0: Hi, my name's Alyssa Jenkins and I, I have trouble saying no
1: you're and, here and it's 10 o'clock <laughs> non-negotiable how'd you show up oh thank god thank god <laughs> and i'm like why did i even say i would do this listing
0: it's gonna be a growth experience for you and then i'm gonna take a referral fee so right that's good. welcome to real estate <laughs> <laughs> where do you find these people <laughs> i was like phone duty Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top-producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business.
1: So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hi, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. I feel like I'm like, okay, hey, hurry, go now. <laughs> no, we're good. We're good. We're good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hi, hi. It's episode 201. 201. Why are you laughing?
0: Because today's episode is on making choices. Right, and you made bad choices yesterday or or good-ish ones. Well, also we're rushing because I made another choice (laughs) today to go
1: to school for...
0: Teacher Appreciation Week, yeah. and I'm going to do lunch duty for 40 minutes.
1: Right, so we have a timer set right now. Yes, and then to you'll get come back, the, and then I'll come back. Do the, this is perfect.
0: <laughs> this is one of those episodes where it's podcast therapy for Alyssa. Well, and life is always giving you choices to make. It is, and I have trouble. Hi. My name's Alyssa Jenkins, and And I have trouble saying no. To
1: fun things. To fun things only. Was in your notes. (laughs) Because you could say no all day to work things, (laughs) but fun things, you're like, I'll be there. Hold on. I'll be there. I'll be right there. Uh, But that's actually a really good lesson, because there are people listening who make choices that are always the yes to the work thing. Right. And at the expense of the fun or the personal or the life thing. Right. right, right. So you're like, party, I'm there. Yes. Uh, serve lunch Thank you school? for inviting I'll me. I'll be right over. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a, like a dream. You need to see a house in five minutes? Hard no. <laughs> I mean, right, I can't come. Won't be there.
0: <laughs> Won't be there.
1: <laughs> this is terrible. That's actually, you should be really proud. <laughs> there are going to be a lot of people listening and you're like, wow. Like even me, I'm like, that's, that's a pretty impressive, because you're living your life right now. We we can save your life
0: for later. I'm making it sound like I don't work. I work very hard, (laughs) okay? That's true. I just like to play very hard. So it's balanced. And and in all fairness, I get this from my dad. Oh, really? I do. It runs in the family. It's genetic. It is not my fault. If he is not working, he is duck hunting, Mm -hmm. or he is skiing, or he is at the movies, or he is with (gasps) his
1: friends, like... There like, is no – There's either a fun activity or a work activity or he's sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> I actually. It's genetic. That's fine. It's in your nature. Like some people need to like <laughs> veg out on the couch, like not spend every waking moment on a work or fun task. Right. Okay. Right. Um, so we're going to kind of revisit <clears throat> setting boundaries a little bit because making choices and setting boundaries are, are kind of hand in hand. Um, I would like to start by saying on the top, you can't do it all. You cannot do it all. Like, that's the hard reality here. You you literally cannot do it all. I cannot do it all. And that's okay. Okay. But you can't avoid making the choices, right? Right. Because you can't do it all. And if you commit to doing it all, you're going to find yourself in a really bad place. Yeah. It's called Burnout. Correct. Right. Okay. Yes. Um, the boundary episodes, if you go to hustlehumblypodcast.com slash boundaries, you can get a full list because we love to talk about this topic. Um, most importantly, episode five is the original boundaries and self-care, which was requested early on by someone we know locally. Yes. An agent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then episode 20 is to embrace your season. We even do time management with Anna in 22. Um, and then there's a few others. But again, uh, hustleonlypodcast.com slash boundaries. And it was perfect because we
0: received an email. And we get emails like this pretty often. Very often. Um, and so it was a good reminder that maybe we need to revisit talking about boundaries. <sighs> and me coming right. out of April <laughs> where I was out of town at the beach a good bit. More than once. Making fun choices. Making fun choices. Um, and I did have to kind of pay for it a little bit, you know, in between. But it was fine. Yeah. I don't think I would change anything. Okay, good. Maybe I would have made the time between the two trips a little longer. Okay, you didn't have enough re-entry time. Yeah,
1: but I didn't choose those dates. Correct. So, okay. In all fairness. Sometimes, look, that happens to a lot of people. Yeah. I got to attend a wedding. Or yeah. Th- it's, it's things you didn't pick the date. And it's just a season. It
0: was just a month of... Right. You know, fig- making it work. But, anyways, we got a message that said they have been experiencing more buyers lately. Right. And the buyers need to look on the weekend. Right. And it's very hard on the weekends mm-hmm. because kids are in sports mm-hmm. and you have family things going on and you have trips planned. Right. And they were saying that they were having trouble because they had to hire someone to show these buyers. Right,
1: and And the other part of it was they had already scheduled to take out buyers. So it wasn't just that they had fun stuff. They had work filling the time as well. So there there was no room for a new buyer to show up and be like, I'm from out of town. I need to go right now. I will say,
0: I do think this is the time when some solo agents feel like they need to start a team. Yeah. But what I have learned as a solo agent who does a lot of volume that these seasons are very quick yeah like I do have weekends where some weekends are just really hard yeah but then the next weekend is crickets and I'm just right. so thankful I didn't rush out to hire this big team
1: right because, because then, I had a crazy weekend then you're you're then you're taking on a whole different responsibility of keeping yeah. these people busy right right so right. it is tricky and we've talked about this many times before. In the season that you're busy, be busy. And in the season that it's slow, you actually have to maybe take two or three days off a week, or schedule a vacation, or remember that you better recharge. We're recharging in a in our career more cyclically, right? Yes. Like yes, it's a busy time. It's a slow time. It's a busy week. It's a slower week. Like you can't just say, "Oh, I have to have two days off every week." Yeah. But I think you need one. Mm-hmm. But what if you couldn't that week? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe next week you take
0: two. And, and you know, full transparency, we used to do the podcast every Tuesday. Now this year, it's every Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah. And I no longer take a full day off during the week. Yeah. I don't. But – my weekends, I'm in a season where my weekends really haven't been that busy with showings, yeah. so I don't feel that the need to take off. Right, you're getting more of your weekend, and so the whole point is that I ha- I have adjusted per my season. Yeah. Now, if I was having very busy weekends and doing the podcast Tuesdays and Thursdays, I would probably look into taking off on Wednesdays. Yeah. But I just haven't had to implement that because my weekends lately have been pretty available. Right. I'm not doing open houses right now. Yeah. So it's just been, it's just been fine. But, right. it, but sometimes people say, oh, well, I listened to episode nine. I'm just making up numbers. Huh. And you said that you always take a day off during the week. Right. But it's like, yes, in 2019, right. when we recorded episode nine, I was in a season where I had to do that. Yeah. And now 200 episodes later, I'm in a season where my weekends are more free and I'm very busy in the week. Right, so
1: it's okay. Like we have to adjust, but I and feel be like fluid. the buyer behavior has changed since COVID. A hundred percent, they go during the week more often. Yes, I mean, if this were five years ago, you'd probably still have that problem where you're on the weekends working a lot more. I I wanted to also mention that I think. If you signed up for real estate because you thought it was a flexible career, you're correct in some ways. But you also have to remember that means you cannot get attached to what your week is supposed to look like, Mm -mm. right? Like Mm -mm. you are going to have to be a little bit more flexible in how you picture your days off. Maybe it's Tuesday, maybe it's Sunday, maybe it's next week, it's totally different. I think the problem is that. People can get really caught up in what it's supposed to look like, just like you're saying, like, oh well, I have to take Tuesday off or I have to take, you know, Saturday off. Um, So maybe you get Saturday or Sunday off. Maybe you don't. But if you work Saturday and Sunday this week, maybe you better make sure you take a weekday off next week. I think the problem is that we just reset every Monday and we're Mm -hmm. like – Hardcore work, Monday through Friday. Then all of a sudden you're working on the weekend and the next thing you know, it's you know two months later and you've worked every single day for two months.
0: I recently served on a panel yes. and I was brought back to the reality that sometimes agents will say things mm-hmm. that maybe aren't, I don't want to say they're not true, but example, okay? Let's say I was here on this podcast and said, listen. <laughs> Every Monday through Friday from 9 to 11. So, the big topic on this panel was time blocking. Oh, okay. I think time blocking can work to an extent. Sure. I block off Tuesdays and Thursdays for the podcast. Right. Okay. Sometimes it works. Most of the time it works. Sometimes sometimes I have to go work lunch. Right. Sometimes (laughs) you go to a closing midday. Yeah. It just depends. Okay. Um, But I do try my best to not schedule things on those days. Well, this one particular person was like, Yes, every Monday from nine to eleven, I make calls. Every Monday. And I'm th- and then I see all these people writing, writing it, writing down in their feverishly scribbling. Yes, like, oh, 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 I, need, must, I, go I must, Monday. must Monday, nine to eleven. He's like, it's non-negotiable. That's just what I do. And in my brain, I'm going, It's Monday now. You're and, here. And it's 10 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> non-negotiable. How'd you show up? Right. How are you on this panel uh, if it's Monday at 10 o'clock? Right. So you don't do it every So you don't Monday. do it every single Monday because you're here on this panel right now. And I don't know if I'm the only person that was thinking that. You might have been. But I thought it was a good point that when we listen to motivational pe- people, mm-hmm. coaches, right. uh, your mentor, mm-hmm. whoever, podcasts. Right. I hear a lot of very definite statements. Yeah, it's not that absolute. No, like every Friday I write 20 letters. Every Thursday, every Wednesday, you know, every Monday is Marketing Monday. Well, that's great. And I think it's good to have some structure, but you have to understand that it's not perfect. And when you think it's going to be perfect and then you do miss a Monday, what happens is you get very down on yeah. yourself. You think, well, I missed a Monday. I'm not up. good at this. I'll just give up. Mm-hmm. When the reality is, if you pivot and say, well, I didn't get to send out my Monday marketing. Maybe I will do it tomorrow. Yeah. So I just wanted to be here to remind everybody that be
1: careful of absolutes. Yeah, for sure.
0: Definites, hardcore, non-negotiables.
1: Right. Right. And don't give yourself those. Right. not just I don't, don't give myself don't those. Don't listen to a guru. Don't give it to yourself. Don't right. give yourself the supposed tos. Mm-hmm. Do you think there are any um, societal gender type issues at play there? Because I feel like, it, and not just male or female, but like if it's, if you're parents with children at home, I feel like we get a lot more of those messages from the parent that isn't in charge if the school calls and says the kid is sick. Yes. Right. And
0: we see that in our email. I always think back to that email that we got where they were like, yes, I I homeschool my children. I am Mm -hmm. in real estate. I've been in real estate two years. I have a passion to keep my kids home. I really want to be at the level that Alyssa and Katie are at. What do I need to do? And me and you, the first thing we did was looked at each other and said, we would never be able to do this volume with kids at home. Yeah. We're in different seasons. We send both of our kids to school every day. We made different choices. We made different
1: choices.
0: And I admire the ones that can stay home. You know, I can't stay home. I'm not made for it. But I, it's like if I was, I can't
1: do that volume. No. You would have to make choices. You would have to give away some business. You would have to not prospect as much. You would have to... There there would be a choice to be made there. And this message is very hard for me to give myself because
0: right. I want my cake and I want to eat you it too. You want it all. I, I, I do. I do it all. I do want it all. And I'm very hard-headed. <laughs> and I have moments when I try to make it all work. Yeah. And sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. Right. And... um. I have a pretty big pout party when I have to say no
1: to something I didn't want to say no to. Yeah. And I think that that's what happened in in the message the messages we get. Like Well, I wanna do it both. I want both. I wanna grow my business or I wanna take all the leads or I wanna, you know, work with all the buyers, but I also wanna take my kids to three different after school activities. Well, And that is something
0: I have always really admired about you. And your kids are older than mine, so I'm kind of setting you on
1: this pedestal as like, <laughs> if don't. Katie can do it, so can I, right? But we, okay, so I'll talk tell about you some that. of my my parental philosophies. Whether you want to take them or leave them, that's up to you. But it works for me. Yeah, I don't. We are we are intentionally under-scheduled. I love that. Okay. It's very intentional. You get one after-school activity at a time. My kids play outside after school. They go play with the neighbors on the weekend. There's a little bit more boredom over here, probably more screen time than I like. But at the same time, they're outside a lot more than I see other children. Yeah. So we just, because I, me, I had these kids. This is my life. Mm -hmm. I don't want to cart them around Monday through Friday to an after-school activity. I don't want our life to be on the road all of the time. I don't think they need 10 after-school activities every year to make them um, successful. Right. I don't think that's important. So that's my values. That's what, And so we underschedule. And the more I underschedule, the more happy I am with that decision. So when COVID happened and we were in quarantine, yes, that was – the end of everything, but it wasn't as drastic for me, I felt like, as Mm -hmm. for some people. Mm -hmm. So when that phase was over, whether it was a year later or two years later or wherever you were at in that process and people started to add things back in, they just sort of flipped the switch and Mm -hmm. added it all back in. And you heard a lot of people talking about, well, don't add it all back in. Add the things you want. See how different it was. Look at all this family time you had, blah, blah, blah. I just... Went back to how I was before, but that was habitually under schedule. Yeah. One thing at a time. I mean, pick, it also, pick your sport. So pick I your that, activity. Right. You, and you have to have some white space. I mean, yes. in life, you yes. have to have boredom breeds creativity. Like it does. we need space to reset also, because if you're running so hard, especially in real estate, if you're working seven days a week or if you're working and, and when I say working seven days a week, I mean, you did some work every day of that week. Right. You didn't work eight hours a day, seven days a week. If you're doing that, you have to definitely stop. Mm -hmm. But if I'm doing showings on a Tuesday and I know that my weekend is booked too, maybe in the afternoon on Tuesday, I take a nap. Yeah. But you have to leave white – wait, didn't they say that in the panel? Well, one person said that if you have white space on
0: your calendar, you're dying. And I would argue the exact I did. Opposite. I immediately took the microphone and said, I love white space. Yeah. You know, and I'm here as a solo successful agent to let you know I have white space on my calendar and I have a thriving business. Right. I'm, you, I'm not dying. I'm actually right. well rested and very energized. Right. But it's a personality thing. I do think for the agent that said that, if he has white space, he is immediately in a funk. But he said his business was dying. Right. And, and so, I don't
1: believe that no. to be an accurate statement.
0: And then, okay, so I, there was a, a girl I served with on the panel who said something so amazing. So we were getting a lot of questions about what business books do you read? And, you know, what are you doing to better yourself when you're at home? And she took the mic and said, listen, do you ever just not? Can you ever just sit in the quiet? right. She said for Lent a few years ago, she gave up her first drive in the car was to just be in silence. She gave up music. making. She said usually that was my time to jump on some phone calls to clear out Mm -hmm. or just listen to whatever podcast, you know. But she said I started that my first drive in the car, which is usually from school to my office, which is about like, you know, 20 minutes, is in silence. Yeah. And she said it was very hard for me at first, Mm -hmm. but I did that two years ago for Lent and I never went back. My first drive is still in silence. She said, without boredom, silence, you never invite. Things that just come to your mind. Yeah, right. Things that you Uh just think about or Mm -hmm. remember because you always have something turned on. Mm -hmm. So maybe you need to turn us off for a minute. (laughs) Right. And just sit back later. Come back later after some reflection and some quiet time. But she also made a very good point that if you're always listening, but never processing. Right. You're not changing anything. Well, it's just like it goes
1: in one ear out the other, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're just – so much information is constantly coming in. I find I go in phases too. Like maybe I don't want to listen to any podcasts this week. Mm-hmm. But next week – it's not that I hate them and I'm never going to go back to them. It, I think so many people just live their life in absolutes. Yes. Oh, well, podcasts no are I'm not going to listen to podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Or I need to be in silence this many minutes of every day. I just – Every day is different Yeah, everything that's going on in your life is different every day. Well, speaking back to the message we got about having so many buyers, I
0: also want to say when I have a lot of buyers at one time – I get extra strict on vetting them. Mm-hmm. For example, I yeah. had a past client call me and say, hey, can we go look at this house? I did not know she was in the market for a new house. Okay, So I was like, oh, okay, she's back. Yay, I like her. Um, she said, yeah, we're just kind of outgrowing our house. And this new house was a good bit pricier than the one I okay. sold her. So it was near my house and I knew she was pre-approved like prior. Right. Um, and so we just ran by this vacant house to see it and I okay. wanted to kind of talk to her and catch up and right. see, tell me, what's your plan? Mm-hmm. And We saw the house. I said, well, listen, interest rates have changed a lot since you bought your last house. I really think you need to chat with the lender and make sure you feel comfortable with the numbers. And she was like, oh, absolutely. I'm actually off on Friday Mm -hmm. and plan to do that. I was like, great. Wonderful. Well, then she texted me over the weekend and said, hey, I really want to go back and bring my mom. And you know, I said, "Okay, no problem. How did it go? You felt comfortable with the numbers. Oh, well, I ended up not going on Friday. I said, well, look, before we go back for a second showing, we really need to make sure that you feel comfortable with the numbers. Otherwise, this is all for naught. And she said, that is such a great point. I will definitely do that. And then I'll let you know and we can go back for a second showing. But it took me being the authority. Right the professional right. to say, we this is this is non-negotiable. Right. We have to do this. Mm-hmm. We you know, before we keep running over there and yeah. I take off time. And she could only go when she got off of work, which right. is when I'm home with my kids. And so before I run out, I need to make sure you're serious, you're qualified, you're on a time crunch. Whenever I'm super busy and have a lot going on with buyers, I'm also checking the properties. Yeah. I'm doing a lot of research on the properties before we go see them. Mm-hmm. I'm checking the disclosures. I'm talking to the agents. Is there anything I need to know? How long has it been on the market? Is yeah. there a reason for that? And you may be able to eliminate two or three houses just from doing yeah. a little bit of work ahead of time. Right. Right, right. So if you are finding yourself super busy, um, I would, you know, suggest really vetting your buyers and really vetting your properties. The last thing I do when I'm very buyer heavy is I always try to be there for like the first showing. Mm -hmm. If I'm very busy and they're looking a lot, I may ask a new agent in my office if they would mind popping in to show a house for me. Yeah. And then I I try not to do it twice in a row, though, to the same buyer. right. So if if, they, if I had to get help one time, the next time I definitely want to be there. Right. So that way they don't feel – and I let them know, hey, this is a new agent in my office. I can't get there. I know you really want to see this house. Right. She will show you and then I'll see – let me know how it goes. And it never goes like, you know. Right. I haven't ever had them be like, this is the one. Oh, you haven't? I haven't. Okay.
1: I I guess it could certainly happen. Because it's not a high percentage of your showings that you're having to get someone else to do anyway. No. And I usually save that for the ones that I know are going to be a dud.
0: Like, I know – but you want to see it. You so. want to see it. Even though you have told me this house does not have what you want, but you're not letting it go. And you're. I have expressed my thoughts, but yeah. you still want to see it. Right. I may send someone else to open that door. Okay. That's fair. And then fair. they're like, "Ah, oh, you were right. I'm like, okay. Okay. But if I know it's like a hot one that they're probably going to want to jump on. You try to be there. I need to be there. Right.
1: Okay. What about, I know you've done this before. What if in the initial... Uh, lead of that buyer, they say, well, I'm looking 45 minutes away from mm-hmm. you, or I'm I'm only going to look on the weekends and it's also far away. Or right. like, tell us what you do then from the initial, like, they, they show up and you're like, yeah.
0: I'm very honest up front. And I say, listen, this is where I live, where you are looking is 45 minutes to an hour from me. I have an agent that works that area, knows that area way better than I do, knows the schools, knows the flood zones. Like, I would be going in blind. It would be best if I referred you. And they're usually like, okay, thank Thank you. you. I've had the same thing happen.
1: Thank you so much for, like, giving me someone. And you have – but that's why you need those agents in your back pocket. They don't need to be on your team. They don't have to be your partner. They don't even have to be in your office. Mm -hmm. But you need to have – Two or three other agents that are like, oh, yeah, I would love to help mm-hmm. your clients that you know we're going to do a good job. Yeah. And then you what? Do a 25% referral fee? Sure. Some money. Get something than in. No and money. You, all that gas money you saved. All the time. Time. Like if we're, right now we're affixing the biggest value to our time. Hundred percent. And the truth of the matter is, you can't sell all the houses. Mm -mm. Sometimes I would get down on myself. Like I would drive down the street, and I would be like in an an area I like to work, and I would see a listing sign. Maybe it's some like a house I knew the person who lived there, and be like, "Oh, I lost it. God, I lost it." And then one day I was like, even when my highest goal was like to sell fifty houses in a year, Mm -hmm. which I never even got to. I think I was in the forties at the max. That's great. That's great. But I'm like. 3,000 houses sell in our market every year. I cannot sell all the houses. Mm-mm. I just can't. So, hey, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. What do we mention almost every episode? Email templates. You're right. We sure do. (laughs) And after every time we mention an email template, do you know what we get? Emails asking if they can have (laughs) copies of the email template. Can you send me a copy of that template? I have never had one like that. That sounds great. And you know what the good news is? What? You can get all of our email templates from our course, Email Templates 101. Tell the people about it. Our course has all of the email templates
0: you would need to send to your buyers and your sellers and your clients that are buying and selling at the same time. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) To get through every step of the transaction and giving them information that they need for where they are in the transaction.
1: It's great because you never forget to tell them something.
0: Yes, and we've already done all the work for you. We wrote them and you can personalize them. Yes. And just feel organized knowing that
1: Templates with an S, 101.com. Email templates101.com. Yes, head over for reviews and all of the specifics. Wonderful. Hey, enjoy.
0: Another thing that the, um, the girl I served as on the panel said, and I've heard her say this before, so it's something I also implemented. I got it from her, is that when a buyer says, Hey, can we go see this house? Instead of saying, Sure, what's your schedule? She gives them four, time options four. that's a lot of options and they're all during lunch breaks business hours Mm -hmm. she does not give and then it if they're like no 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 she's like well i think we like she kind of pushes them Outside of their comfort zone. And right. she'll even say, look, if if you're trying to buy a house, we, we may have to sneak out of work for a minute to, to get over there to look yeah. at it. But she said when she gives that many options, they pick one. It's very rare that they don't pick one. Right. They usually say, Oh, this one works
1: best. That's a great tip because like, wow. that is the difference. If yeah. you offer after five and weekend showings, then they'll pick that. Mm-hmm. If you say, Hey, I'm available before four tomorrow, which is a Tuesday, mm-hmm. Then they'll pick that, like right. They, you're if the professional. If you call the dentist <laughs>
0: right. and you said, "Hey, I really need to get my teeth cleaned," can I come at seven p.m.? What would they say? Office is closed. Yeah, we. I'm sorry, we don't. That's do, not when we clean. So teeth. when do people get their teeth cleaned? Right, or go to the doctor. Right. When do or, people do these things? Yeah. <gasps> they take off a of work. Right. Or they just sneak out, and it's way easier now. mm Hmm. That the work industry has changed and become so much more flexible. Right. And how long does it take to look at a house? 30 minutes? At most.
1: Right. I know. So it's really
0: just about making sure your delivery is good and that you are setting the expectations and the boundaries for your clients, that you are sending the buyer rules from the email templates. My favorite thing in the email templates is... My business hours are Monday through Friday,
1: 8 to 4, and a few others by appointment. By appointment. But otherwise, this is it. This is when we work. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that came up in that message that I think you mentioned was the buyer, a buyer popped up while they were already scheduled, right? Mm-hmm. A new buyer coming from out of town, only in town this weekend. Uh, I Also, then you have to be kind of like, you can tell the buyer on the phone if they seem, obviously, they want to schedule with you. Hey. I am already booked up this weekend. Are you, When are you actually looking to move? Can we do it the next time you're in town? Mm-hmm. Sometimes these people are like, oh, I'm not buying for six months. Yeah. Or I'm not buying for a year. And they made it sound so urgent, but mm-hmm. it really isn't urgent. Yes, they are only in town that weekend, but it's not time to shop. So you can say, look, I can, I, I'm already booked, but I can serve you later, or I can get a new agent to go meet you, you know, right, and do this one showing. But if you're not buying in the next, 30 days. I had
0: a lady call me and say that she was referred to me by a past client. Okay. She wanted to buy a home so that when her son comes to LSU, he can live in it. Okay. I was like, great. And then she said, I'm actually going to be in town this weekend for a concert. And I was going to see if we could go look at some of these subdivisions. And I was like, sure. Okay, so tell me about your time frame. When is your son coming to college? Oh, God, I can't. (laughs) It was like, not this year, but the year following. And I said, oh, well, are you trying to buy it early and use it as investment property? No, I'm just trying to learn the areas right now. Take that car and drive on around. I said, well, here's what we're going to do. I am going to make a list for you. And I'm going to send you to the top five subdivisions that people buy in for their LSU students. If it has a a gate, I'm going to give you the code. You can feel free to drive around, walk through, check out the clubhouses that are always open, whatever you need to do. Yeah. And you can just drive around because I really – I think it's too early to make appointments and ask people to leave their homes. Yeah. So that we can come in if we're not looking to buy right now. And Uh she was like – That would be wonderful. Right. Thank you so much. And you didn't have to work that weekend. No. I spent 20 minutes sending her an email Mm -hmm. with information about the area. Right. And she was so appreciative. Mm -hmm. And then after she drove around with her girlfriend, Mm -hmm. she sent me an email back explaining which subdivisions she liked and which ones she would not want to buy in. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, great. Now when we start looking, I won't even have to show you those subdivisions. Right, We've eliminated some work. Yeah, but I think agents are so nervous. They're to afraid say to lose that. the lead. Yeah, What's, they don't want to lose the lead. I don't want
1: to lose this lead. I'll do whatever they want because I don't get that many leads and I need to keep them. Or maybe you get too many leads. Whatever the case is, they're like, I need them all. Yes. You, 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 can't, you can't take them all. No. You're going to have to make a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wanted to talk quickly about when. You meet a client, a potential client, and their behavior is not so good. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, well, I need to do them all. And you didn't make a choice. And then later you come to regret it. You know those hard deals? Are you talking to me right now about my transaction? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I wasn't. But I was picturing somewhere. I was picturing that listing appointment I went on that was a postcard lead. And I'm like, well, the postcard worked. I have to take this lead. It's in yeah. an area I want to work. Woohoo!" And I get there. And the seller was not nice and very pushy about not wanting to pay the commission and wanting to negotiate it, which whatever. And I had to convince them to work with me. And then the whole time it was miserable. And I'm like, "Why? Mm. I-, I know what? I, I should have seen the signs. Like these were red flags. Yeah. And then I had to deal with When you have a bad client, whether you're busy or not, it can really suck a lot of your time. Yes. Because they need to talk to you. Mm -hmm. And then you spend time after that chat, stressing about it. Mm -hmm. And it kind of makes it unpleasant. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that looking at the red flags in the beginning and being like, I don't think this is a fit for me Mm -hmm. because you're leaving space for a better client to come into your life. Right. Right. Yes. But we don't believe that. I don't really know. I don't have the answer other than you can't It's a mindset thing. You You have to practice. Yeah, you cannot be afraid to let business go. If someone is rude to you, if it's out of your area, if
0: the schedules never work because of their work schedule, if they're a plant worker and can only look at houses after 7 p.m., it's not going to work if that's not going to work for your schedule. Yeah. Knowing what your boundaries are- Mm -hmm. Is the only way to filter. But if you have no boundaries. Then everyone gets to play. Yes. Everyone is a yes. Mm -hmm. Some people have to be a no. I actually had a really good friend of mine Mm
1: -hmm.
0: reach out to me to to buy. And it's been, this was last year. And I was so excited to work with her. Only to realize the schedule was very hard because yeah. she was a teacher. Oh, yeah. And she worked aftercare and it was like 530 or later, oh, man. 530 or later. And I was feeling like I was disappointing her because every other time I was just having trouble and I was having to send someone else. Right. And I hated to do it because she was such a close personal friend. And then... I found myself not taking my own advice, which is always when I'm thinking something. Just talk about it. I just need to talk about it. You know, like, is my seller mad? Is my seller mad? I don't know. Pick up the phone and call them and say, Mm -hmm. hey, I just wanted to check in. Right. I'm like, you just need to do that. So I called her and I said, hey, I have been feeling bad that I am not as available as I would like to be. I know your work schedule is way more strict because you're a teacher, but I'm also like in the trenches of having a very little child. Right. And I'm just trying to see, is there anything I can do better? Are you okay that I'm sending someone else? Are you upset about it? And she was like, no, I'm not upset about it. I feel bad. Because I have to go. Because I have to go at this time. But I've been thinking that – because I want to buy so close to school, I do have an off hour. Oh. And she was like, sometimes that's when I catch up on grades or something. Mm -hmm. But if it's a house I really like. I could run. I could run over during my off hour between two and three. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I think that would be super helpful. If Not every time, but if we could incorporate that time slot when you know it's a house you really like, that would be great. Mm -hmm. After that, that was the only time we looked. Perfect. And I even checked with her and was like, Are you sure? You're good? She was like, Yeah, I'm good. I'm good today. I'm caught up. I was like, Okay, great. I'll see you there. And it just worked out. Problem and I never solved. had to send anybody else. I love it. But it took having that discussion and being yeah. honest and reminding them Hey, I'm a person. Right. I'm a mom. Yeah. I have things too. Right. I can't do it every time. What can we do? Is there something? And there was. Right. So just I think be a don't, human. don't be afraid to have that conversation. Right? You're not a
1: robot. I'm not a robot. Yeah, like we have to talk. Yeah. Um, I have a, a story I just thought of while we were talking about letting go the red flag people. Because I still don't, I'm not great at this. <laughs> I had a past client who was a referral from a friend. I helped her buy a house. She was so high maintenance. High, I mean like the highest, highest, high maintenance. She was buying new construction. It was still like. So difficult. So many questions. So many um needs specific needs. So many like things she's complaining about. So she loved me though. Like I navigated it. She loved me. We, you know, she lived there. She'd been there three years. She's ready to move away. And she calls to sell her house and I'm like I I I feel like no one's going to take care of her and be able to handle her as well as I could because she is a handful. So I go, we walk through her house. I'm like, this doesn't even look like a three-year-old house anymore. I'm like, you have to do all this laundry list of things. I'm like, she's like, well, do I have to? And I'm like, you have to. We go through it. I get her. She is calling me constantly. as uh, She's getting ready. Fine. It's fine. I committed. I'm like, I'm going to do yeah, this. Yeah, I can handle this. Right. She's like, well, do I have to do the pressure wash? It's this much money. I'm like, I think you do. Yes. Or Do you yes. have to? Uh, it's this. I'm like, I think you, yes. And every day, I, she didn't like my answers, but she was like, okay, I'll do it. Fine. All of a sudden, I'm like, she should be done by now. She said it was oh, going to no. be like this week. <laughs> she listed it with someone else. What? I don't even know why. And you know what my initial reaction was? Oh, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> and I'm like, why did I even say I would do this listing? <laughs> so did I you ever find out what happened, though? I have no clue. All I could you look didn't back at was she want to called know. me one day after five, mm-hmm. and I didn't answer. But she didn't leave a message, and we text. She didn't text. She didn't email. There was nothing else. Like, she called. I didn't catch it. And then I guess within a few days, she listed it with someone else. And I was just kind of like, thank you, Lord. <laughs> I had she wasn't a, uh, for me. I couldn't do it again because I right. didn't think it was going to be an easy sale. Right. So. That's interesting. It, it was best that she, but I don't know how to say no to those. Do you know what I mean?
0: I know. And sometimes you don't know until it's too late. I know. And then you just have to power through and, and take the life lessons and, right? and be and a then stronger you're person. Like,
1: but right. And then you're also like, I know how hard she is. Would I refer that to a person I liked? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, those are the ones I send to, like, the new agents in the office. And I'm like, like you're hey, gonna you're going to gonna, you're gonna
0: learn a lot. <laughs> right. Emotionally, spiritually. This is going to be a growth. It's going to be a growth experience for you. And then
1: I'm going to take a referral fee. So <laughs> right, that's good. welcome to real estate. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. But as a new agent, I would have been all over oh, it. I was. I was like, if you have a crazy client, send them to me. I'm him. happy to do it. I would love to. Because I need a client. Any client. My lender in
0: the beginning was like, where do you find these people? (laughs) I was like, phone duty. (laughs) But they close. It's not easy, but we got it done. And I've learned so much. Yeah. I haven't had a toughie in a while. Okay, good. I'm in the middle of a toughie. And I was surprised at myself at how hard of a time I was having. I had to give myself a little pep talk. Yeah. I'd well, be like, no, Alyssa, this is not a real problem. Yeah. What they are upset about is not valid. You can empathize and, you know, pet them, but you're not upset. No. Why, why am I upset? Right. I'm not upset.
1: Well, good. I'm glad you got there. <laughs> um, it's It comes and goes. <laughs> when you have a hard transaction, that's how it is. It comes and goes. Good news. When they're gone, they're gone. Yeah. We just had an episode about that. And then they don't go on the database if you never want to work with them again. Right. Maybe that's where I went wrong. Mm-hmm. She should have never but been you know on the database. But you know those
0: people? like I'm like, I'm not putting you on my database. And they still find you. And I never follow up with them. And then four years later, they show back. They up. call you and are like, hey, will you be my realtor again? I'm like, mm, why? We don't. I have not followed up with you at all. You should have forgotten
1: I'm my name. I'm asking you to leave. <laughs> Please go. And then I'm like, Sure. Right. But, okay, so we need to work on that. Yeah. We need to work on that (laughs) because I don't want to say sure anymore. Mm -mm. I want to say, oh, I have a great agent for you. I'm not able to take a new client at this moment. Yeah. I know. It's crazy. Okay. Anything else on your making choices? Mm. No.
0: I just think to remember that sometimes we feel like the busy weekend is our life. And it doesn't mean you're successful. And it'll pass. The right. slow always – it ebbs and flows, ebbs and flows. And I think that if if you feel like you're in a season where it is every weekend and something's not working, you not only need to evaluate work choices, but do my kids need to be in four sports? Right. Do I need to be involved in five Maybe
1: I'm not groups? the room mom. Maybe, maybe – yeah. Maybe, maybe we, we don't go to, you know, my uncle's birthday party that we never – like – We need to let some things go. Like maybe make a list of all the things that you have
0: committed to and see it on paper and say what is not working. Right. Right. And you also have to understand that in real estate, we do have to work weekends sometimes.
1: Yeah. So I don't think at this point, being a full-time working realtor, I could sign my kid up for travel baseball. Do you know, like where it's a whole weekend and it's a lot of weekends and that that just wouldn't be a fit for my work lifestyle, Mm -hmm. right? But Mm -hmm. you could play in a different baseball team that doesn't have to travel, that maybe only plays once a week or practices once. You know what I mean? Like it's a choice. You have to make a choice. I would like to praise one of our new agents. Oh, let's hear it. She got licensed
0: this past summer and I was like so excited. She was a good friend of mine. I was their realtor. Okay. Oh, love and, uh, it. And her husband was in our wedding. But anyways, we're just good friends. And so she got licensed. She also has four very little children. Oh, wow. Like four under the age of five or something. Oh, my yeah, God. It's, it's craziness, craziness. She does not recommend it. But she said, um, I was like, so are you going to start coming to the office? Or are you going to start like doing all these things? And let's let's get going, you know? Oh, there, there's my alarm. Okay. Okay, wh- well, I'll finish the story okay, and we'll great, toast. Okay, great. And – um. So she said, oh, no, I I got my licensing out the way, but I'm not starting for real until January. Oh, okay. I said, why? And she said, well, you know, my husband is a football coach, and Mm -hmm. during football season, I am, like, single parenting over here. Right, okay. I don't have help on the weekends or the evenings because he is at practice, he is at games, he is – like, I don't have help. So I'm going to use the fall – to like really get in my training, okay, really get in my education. I am not trying to like come in and like conquer the real estate world right now. Love that. And I think so many people have a hard time saying that. Right. I was so proud of her for not feeling like she had to jump in. Right. And just kill herself to make it work. Right. She knew. Fall is not going to work. Right. I'm going to just really focus on anything I can do during business hours. And then that's all I can commit to. And come January, when my weekends are a little more free, I'm ready. And she has done a great job. That's awesome. She's really doing well.
1: Oh, I love that. But she had to choose. You have to choose. She had to make choices. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. We aren't capable of doing it all. Mm -mm. All right. Let's do a toast from... Meli- no marissa miller okay marissa is going to toast to her broker mm. kevin deek they're in appleton wisconsin okay okay appleton um all right yes appleton anyone who knows kevin um their life is better because of it i was nervous to start a new career a few years ago and kevin put my mind at ease he gave me the tools, education and mentoring that I needed to grow as an agent. He always says that he wants to build independent agents, not broker dependent agents. He has helped me through so many stages in my life, I and that. I feel like I've grown so much as a person because of him. I am much more confident, patient and knowledgeable now that I w- now than I was before I got into real estate. Kevin is big on mindset, Mm. which is the foundation that our brokerage is built on. I'm very proud to be part of his brokerage. Thank you, Kevin, for all that you do. I love independent agents, not broker dependent. Right. I've never heard that
0: term before. We should have used that on like choosing a broker episode yeah. you know like it's not really about the company right. you choose it's about what you, if you can make right. it happen right
1: but he was a good <gasps> like good support to her you thank know thank you kevin he was creating an independent agent yes okay i love that so cheers to kevin thank you to marissa and um goodbye to all of you go make some good choices make good choices make good choices <laughs> pray for me right okay <laughs> <laughs> goodbye bye